Welcome to the ACFCS Financial Crime Cast, featuring the latest news, analysis, and voices from across the financial crime spectrum. I'm Brian Sabota Kindle, VP of Program Development with ACFCS. My guest today is Dalbir Sahota, who goes by Dal. He's the VP of Bankers Almanac KYC with Acuity, and he's here today to explore a dream, specifically the dream of transforming KYC programs through automation. With increasing pressure on Know Your Customer programs worldwide, many institutions have turned to automated processes in an effort to increase efficiency and improve consistency in what historically have been manual, sometimes labor-intensive processes. Yet in between that dream and reality lie quite a few challenges and practical considerations. Dahl is going to guide us on those today. This is the first part in a two-part series on KYC transformation that we'll uh, be conducting in conversation with Dahl. Here we'll examine what's driving increased pressure on KYC programs and discuss how to identify the low-hanging fruit when considering automation. Dahl, thank you very much for being here. Uh, Thanks for the insight on the topic of KYC transformation. It's obviously something that's been on the mind of our members quite a bit lately. So appreciate you being here. Thanks very much, Brian. Um, Really appreciate the time as well, equally, and feel very privileged to talk to you and the rest of the audience um, who will be listening to this. Great. And if you don't mind just kicking us off with a little bit of background on your experience in this space. Sure. Um, always describe KYC, um, and particularly my experiences in managing KYC programs and transformation broadly into three categories. There's blood, sweat, and tears that go into KYC, and really the, the genesis of that is it's global in nature. So in terms of hitting regulations, it's not just one regulation, it's many regulations. Uh, it covers different customer types, so not just a financial institution, it can be regulated, unregulated corporate SPVs. So that has a a very dynamic flavor to to it. And then in terms of the execution of KYC, very dynamic, always constantly changing, not just part of the regulations, but how optimization in processes, systems, people, policy, procedures, audit findings, it's very, very dynamic and there's lots of variability. So, you know, in terms of um, my experiences, there's a mixture of Blood, sweat, and tears have gone into transforming um, and really looking at this in, in different angles. Um, but ultimately, you know, driving change forward uh, is not a static approach. It's dynamic. So it's, it's constantly moving the dial forward uh, and optimizing. And equally often what I talk about, there's no silver bullet to solving for KYC. There's many, many angles that you've got to come at it at uh, to really move the dial it makes sense. And I mean, when you talk about static versus dynamic, we're obviously, and when it comes to, to regulatory expectations and technology in a very dynamic state. So uh, on that note, before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts, the how and why of KYC automation, uh, let's talk about what. What's actually driving the increased pressure on KYC programs that I know a lot of our members are feeling uh, and most institutions really seem to be feeling? Is this regulatory change? new regulations, just increased expectations from regulators, uh, new criminal threats, or is it just some combination of all of these factors? Great question. Uh, I would say it's a combination of many factors. And what I sort of look back is almost to look back at where some of this regulation started and how banks have had to respond to that. And I'm not just talking over the last couple of years. I'm talking, you know, to the early 2000s when 
really KYC and AML compliance moved from uh, what was described as a tick in the box exercise to what now and very much the birth of moving towards more of a culture around um, achieving compliance and KYC standards. So historically, you know, banks have operated largely in silos, product silos, geographical silos, even business silos overall. Um, and then in terms of the aspect of what is required for KYC, a lot of it stems around data and data that is required to be KYC compliant. And historically, banks have looked at data in a less than client-centric way. And equally, the format and the structure of that data has historically been uh, unstructured. So what I mean by that is data coming in different formats. I read an article by a reputable um, top four, big four agency, consulting agency, where, you know, even up until recently, 70% of the data coming into a bank is in structured, unstructured format. So, you know, when I look at the historic, historic nature of banks and how they're being built up, it's been product alignment, geo alignment, not client centric alignment. And, you know, KYC compliance and other, other factors of compliance, whether it's tax compliance or regulatory compliance, product compliance, it's all centered around the client. And I think the biggest challenge that banks have is pivoting from their business models being product or geo aligned to being client aligned. And that causes a lot of um, aspects of change and foundational change required to be compliant in a cost-effective way, in a solid risk profile way. I want to be my that is really having that hygiene that you are fully compliant to the other factor of the client experience. So those three challenges stemmed by the history of how banks have operated and what the change of regulation has been over the last 17 years. I think, you know, you're talking about big macro changes and big macro changes are not easy to sort of uh, pursue to get right and get right first time. And on that note, you know, this is not a, a new area, right? This is not something K when we look at KYC obligations, policies and procedures um, that's that's just come into you know being recently. But this is still an, a a recurring theme in AML enforcement actions and fin crime enforcement actions. And you, you've touched on this a little, but just to drill down a little bit more on it, why has this area been such a consistent challenge for compliance programs? I would say, you know, I mentioned the number of variables. So, you know, in, in common transformation programs, maybe two or three variables. Here, there's a plethora of variables. You know, we talk about policy, we talk about procedures, we talk about processes, we talk about data model, technology. You know, the list goes on and on and on. I think that fundamentally is a key aspect to why you know financial institutions are struggling and not struggling to be, be compliant but it's fully compliant and knowing that every risk assessment that they've done to be KYC compliant is consistently done and when you peel that back and really understand KYC by nature is not driven by um, binary outcomes it's not zeros and ones it's very subjective in nature when you look at the data you look at the risk profile, you look at the risk factors. Ultimately, it's a human that's making the decision based on all these factors and often describe it as trying to make a cake a thousand times over uh, with multiple different people and expecting the same outcome. That's pretty straining to achieve with the various variables um, that I've mentioned. 
it makes sense. There's a there's a lot of things that need to go right and a lot of points of failure along the way in the, the KYC space. Let's shift gears and look about how automation can potentially help then. Um, so for anyone listening who's saying, okay, you know, I'm not really sure what they're, they they mean when they say KYC automation. What does this actually look like in practice? Can you give some examples based on your own experience? Yeah, sure. And I think it's a good point. It can mean many things to to many people, uh, and and different different views on what that automation actually is. So a couple of examples um, where I've seen it come to life. So just in terms of um, bringing data together that goes into a KYC process. Often that's done very manually um, by the KYC analysts. To some degree, that's kind of like 30 to 40% of their effort going into a risk assessment. Now, this is kind of like an area of automation. So that data can be automated through different means. Um, one mean in particular, which is quite buzzy at the moment in the marketplace is through APIs. So connecting an API from one system or one source of data to another system for, for your KYC risk assessment. There's also other aspects. So um, in terms of some of the control steps that are required and within a KYC process, such as has the banking license document been collected? Has it been recorded through workflow systems and applications that can be automated? So once the analyst has logged the banking license in the system, the system knows it's been logged, and that's an automated step. It's not manual. So these are different sort of um, ways to to automate, and even to the extent of you've got a client you've had on the books for for some time, knowing are they still doing business with you, and in which regions and which locations, taking the the available sources of data to work uh, out which locations. Are they still active? Those are steps that can be automated. And the reason why they can be automated is it's taking um, data from multiple sources, sources, feeding it into something like a data warehouse to give you the outcome of um, this client is active from a business point of view in these locations. So these are all sort of very low-hanging fruit and binary type processes. It's not about making the decision of whether this client is high risk, medium risk, or, or, or low risk. And that that makes sense. You know, a lot of organizations are not, as you noted, you know, uh, ready for some kind of a full-scale transformation. They're still doing things very manually. Uh, you mentioned the 70% unstructured data coming in, which makes it really challenging to look at larger overhauls. So, uh, you know, in your work, do you see uh, organizations really looking at some of this low-hanging fruit to start with uh, rather than than kind of going for you know kind of wholesale overhauls of their KYC program, is it more a focus on you know what can we do most immediately? What specific functions and workflows are the best candidates for this type of automation? Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a journey rather than just a destination. So you know, destination to automation, um, it's broken down by virtue of a journey. So you know, destination A can be something as simple as you know, having all your data constructed, structured um, in a data file uh, of some description. It can mean something simple as just sourcing the data um, from your internal systems into your KYC process. The other aspects of that um, next phase or that journey can be something like robotics. So we know financial institutions, not just within KYC, 
but much broader field are investing in, in robotics. I think the spend around robotics, where I was reading the, the other day, in 2023 will hit nearly $3.4 billion, uh, in spend. So mass amounts of investments going in across transforming manual processes into using robots. So there's another, another kind of place to start or elevate your journey onto. And I think, you know, the, the far-reaching sort of destinations or part of that journey are moving on to things like APIs or going into things like digital data through OCRing, natural language processing. Um, and that all sounds a bit scary, but, you know, <laughs> taking that first step forward into that journey, doing some of the uh, earlier deliverables, as I mentioned, either data files or robotics, that just build up the expertise and the proof in the pudding to reach further further afield. And on that point, you know, there's consistently something that we hear from the, the members and organizations we work with as a pain point in this KYC space, which is which is data, and you've brought it up several times, uh, data management, data quality remains one of the big sticking points. And one thing I've heard in a sense that I've gotten is that there are, there are some in the KYC space that say, you know, look, it would be great to do these automation steps, but our data is not in good shape. I don't have a handle on my data. There's still a lot of, uh, as you mentioned, unstructured data out there. So is it really a question of uh, you have to get a handle on your data first before you even move forward with any any of this? Or is it something that, that kind of goes hand in hand? You're working on data management, data quality, remediation of data as you implement some of these robotics and other automation steps. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's sequential by any, any means. So in terms of transformation of the programs that I've been either personally involved in or I've engaged with, with clients and peers in the marketplace. It's not, it's not sequential. I think fundamentally, you know, the starting point uh, around this, uh, I would say, is more culture, but I'll come on to that um, in, in a little while. I think when you look at it from a policy point of view, your policy is really defining what data you need. So looking at it through a policy and data lens um, together is prudent because you know you're getting the right data structured which meets your policy. Because there can be a lot of data in KYC and fundamentally not all the data is required to meet your policy needs. And because the policies can be different across the industry because of various risk appetites, looking at it together, policy and data, you'll always ensure that you're capturing the right data in the right format at the right time in the right place, all aligned back to your your policy. Um, and there's a great principle, which I'm confident all of our listeners will, it will resonate is that risk-based approach. Taking that approach is a very risk-based approach because you're always tying it back to your policy. So that consistency is really, really critical in in the KYC space, it sounds like. Yeah, and, and, and you know, by nature, I am sort of a, a data person, um, and hopefully it comes out, but in all the domains that I've worked in, in, in industry, in largely in banking, whether it's been sort of FX, derivatives, even client data management and KYC, the core principle that's always shone through in all of that, and it's one of my um, one of the senior leaders that I work with is if you look after your data, your data will look after you, um, and that sort of has just consistently played through over the last sort of 15, 20 years that I've been involved in this in this industry. Uh, so it's really, really important. 
Well, Donald, thank you very much for this this first round of, of insights on this this topic. We could keep talking for uh, another half hour, I'm sure, and we actually will uh, <laughs> talk for, for a little bit more in part two of our series focused on KYC automation and KYC transformation. So we'll pause here, uh, let the listeners kind of take a break, but we will be back. And in the second part, we'll be looking at some of the points, pulling on the threads that you brought up here, some of the points in regards to the, the need for culture, training, the needs for uh, innovation, and be willing to build out parallel processes, that type of thing. So we'll be back soon for part two. In the meantime, I just want to say thanks for being here and thanks for sharing the expertise. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate it.